Father, we just give you thanks and praise for this day. Lord, um, we just invite your presence into this place. Holy Spirit, we empty ourselves. We ask you to fill us and just uh, use me as a vessel, Lord God, to teach your word, that not my words be heard, but the teaching of your spirit. Father, we release ourselves to you now. We invite you into this place. We worship you. We praise you. We adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So why don't we open up our Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 4. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, believers have the spirit, and the spirit is in the believer. Um, when you got saved, as, you, as, we, as we studied the last time, this is we're going to continue our lesson on the Holy Spirit. And the last time in our whirlwind trip through Holy Spirit land, we, uh, we covered a lot of stuff, um, and you're welcome to listen to the, the, the lesson on, on basically the, the foundation of the Holy Spirit and what it was and, uh, and, and all of the different reasons uh, why we know, for example, that the Holy Spirit is a person and uh, who can, what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? How do we know if we have the Holy Spirit? And in, for example, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says that uh, only they who have the Holy Spirit, and I'm paraphrasing, can say Jesus is Lord. So anybody, uh, anybody who's out there talking weird stuff about Jesus or whatever, you can pretty much guarantee yourself that they do not have the Holy Spirit. When we become believers, uh, in the book of Galatians, in uh, 5.22, we see the fruits of the Spirit. And, uh, and those are, of course, love, joy, peace, uh, faithfulness, and all the other kindness, goodness, all these other different things. But that doesn't mean that we're baptized in the Holy Spirit just yet. Uh, we discussed that, uh, that there are three different types of baptism. There, are, there is a baptism in water which is when you're born again, uh, that you are to go and get baptized, which is a public proclamation of your belief and your faith and the death that resembles the death of the old man and the, and the uh, being born again when you come up out of the water, being washed clean. And the water represents, of course, the Word. And, uh, and the Word washes us clean, right? So then we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is uh, a spiritual baptism, and, uh, and we'll discuss that more today, and that's manifested uh, by the gifts of the Spirit, and we'll talk about that. And, of course, the last is the baptism by fire. Jesus said uh, that times will come, the turbulent times will come, and he'll be there with us. So, you know, some people believe that when you become a, a Christian, that, you know, we're all going to be walking around, you know, with our head in the clouds. And heaven is just, you know, it's, uh, it's all heavenly and it's all wonderful. And that's really not the way it is, is it? Jesus said, when there is trouble, not if. So, but I'll be there. You know, I, 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 I often think back on when I wasn't a believer. And I sit there and I say, man, you know, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I dealt with the issues that I dealt with at that time, you know, without, without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit, you know, he performs several tasks. And people say, well, you know, how, how do we get from 
being a non-believer to being a believer. And that is the job of the Father. Jesus said, no one comes to me lest my Father call them first. But when Jesus left, he left with us a helper. And that is the Spirit of Truth, as we just read a little while ago, and that is the Holy Spirit. In our last teaching, we, left, uh, we, we made an example of a pitcher of water, uh, which represents the Holy Spirit. Uh, in the water in the, in the pitcher is the Holy Spirit, and an empty glass. And the empty glass, of course, represents a vessel, which is, as we, which is us. The non-believer has no, no spirit in him. And the, basically what, what the Holy Spirit is doing is just with the glass, is with the believer, and saying, you know, I love you. I want to indwell you. I want to change your life. And when you become born again, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you ex- then you start to feel the peace and the, the kindness and the goodness and the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit in you, those fruits of the Spirit. I mean, didn't you feel different when you got saved? Well, that's, yeah. that's because you had the Holy Spirit in you. And now that the Holy Spirit is in you, He's doing a work in you. When you get baptized, though, in the Holy Spirit, the Word says that, for, that, that springs of living water will spring forth from your belly. Which means basically the, the, the picture, that same pitcher of water pouring into that glass, right? But now it's overflowing and it's just overflowing and gushing forth. And that's when you start seeing the, the benefits or the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And those are things of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healing, all of these different types of, of, uh, of, of, uh, of gifts that are given to those. And it's, it's important that we understand the gift because, you know, different, different groups, different denominations kind of portray the whole gift of the Holy Spirit as this big, you know, this big ritual. And you've got to kind of invite somebody over who knows how to do this and, you know, and, and, uh, and, 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 and get you baptized in the Spirit. You know, there, there's this formula that needs, to, that needs to be done. And that really isn't true. What was the formula for you to get saved? I mean, in Luke eleven thirteen, it says, ask your heavenly father for the Holy Spirit. If you not being evil, give your children good gifts. What is it that your father in heaven won't give you the Holy Spirit? If all you do is ask him. That's it. Do you, I mean, have you seen, has somebody, has God written up a big sign in the middle of the heaven saying, you're saved. No, no. you believe it by faith, right? Everything in the kingdom of God is appropriated by faith and demonstrated in action. Which means faith without works is dead. That doesn't mean that we work out, that doesn't mean that you're going to get to heaven by your faith, by your works. That doesn't mean that we're going to work our way to heaven and and if we can do everything just right, we're going to get there. But the thing is that, you know, sometimes... God will say, you know, we'll, 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 we'll hear the Holy Spirit say to us, go here. And we'll say, okay, well, what am I going to do when I get there? And the Holy Spirit won't say nothing. Well, what am I going to do? But just say, go here. And we won't, we won't move because we want God to, to, to draw us a map. You know, lay it out, man. Well, so what? So I can decide if I can go? I don't belong to me anymore. So I need to be led by the Spirit. And, I, and, and, the, and the Word says that I have good plans for you, plans for good and not to harm you. So anywhere that the Holy Spirit 
uh, decides to take me, anything that the, that the Lord decides to do in my life is great. Right? And, and th- this is why we need to learn to walk by the Spirit. How do we get the Holy Spirit? Just ask. Okay, and, and, and sometimes, I mean, for example, so, some of us got saved just by, you know, kneeling on the floor and saying, Lord, you know, I invite you into my heart and, 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 and that's it. You know, um, others of us went to a, a, a crusade, you know, and, and, and we got convicted by the Holy Spirit when we were there, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, all of these different ways, some of us, you know, just got to the end of our rope, you know, and we, we couldn't handle it anymore. Said, so, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of uh, convicted us and we realized that, you know, we, we need, we need him, you know. But now, sometimes we need an action. Remember, faith without works, you know, or without action actually, is, uh, is dead. So sometimes in John, and you don't have to necessarily turn there, in John twenty twenty two, there's a couple of different ways that we can receive the Holy Spirit. We can, and I'm going to go through these kind of quick, so if you're flipping there, I'm going to jump to the next one. But you can breathe it onto people. The, the, the disciples went out, and, and Jesus blew on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, verse 17, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. You can pray, you know, uh, to receive the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, there's, you know, to, you can pray. So I could, I could say, hey, uh, Lord, I, 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 I pray for my brother Henry. And Lord, I just pray that you give him the, the Holy Spirit and let him feel the manifestation of the Spirit in his life. You know, and we could pray. And of course, for those of us, you know, it's, duh, we just ask. <laughs> Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. You know, I believe you. Your word says it. Therefore, I believe it. So I want it. And that's, and that's really all it takes to be, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, what does this baptism mean? You know, what do we what do? We do um, how, how do we know that we're baptized in the Holy Spirit? What is the manifestation? I mean, we, we, we know that we're saved and we know we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, as I said before, because of the fruits of the Spirit, right? But now what's going to happen is when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're going to start experiencing what are called the gifts of the Spirit, okay? And the baptism in the Holy Spirit is kind of like the big box, Okay, and then there's a whole bunch of I don't want I I dare not call anything of the Lord little, but the uh, different boxes <laughs> inside inside the big box, and those are things like word of wisdom. Okay, which word of wisdom simply means you know I'm 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 trying to figure out something, and I sit there and I say Lord, you know, give me a word here, help me help me hear, you know, help me understand, um, you know, help me help me pray. Um, the other day we were uh, we were driving down the road. We were, we were I wasn't driving down the road. I promise. Um, uh, my, uh, my wife and I were driving down the road. We were driving back from Miami, and it was and it was really pouring down rain here in Orlando um, on the highway. And it was just like from one minute to the next, man. It was sunny out, and all of a sudden, you know, all 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 the the, the sky opened up, and it looked like we we're in the middle of a hurricane in November, you know, and. Um, and she said, honey, I'm scared. I can't see where I'm going. I said, Lord, you know, give me a word. Give me. And the Lord, the Lord gave me a word. And I just started to pray. And I said, thank you, Lord, for stopping the rain. 
Thank you, Lord, for stopping the rain. Thank you, Lord, for stopping the rain. No sooner did I say that, and my son David Daniel was in the back of the car. He freaked out. The rain stopped. Amen. It just stopped. And what did we see there? Well, what we saw was what Jesus did. Jesus said, you do what I do and more, for I go to the Father. So there's nothing amazing, really. I mean, it's, it's exciting, but there's nothing amazing um, about the fact that we have the power given to us, the dunamis, which is the Greek for power, dynamite, okay, given to us by the Holy Spirit to do these things. And the way that we do that is through word of knowledge or word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is also um, Solomon walked in great wisdom of the Holy Spirit. That was made, uh, 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 and of course, I, I, it... it uh, it fails me right now exactly where it's located, but two, two women came to him with, uh, with a baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, they both, uh, and they both said, uh, you know, uh, my baby, this is my baby. You know, uh, last night, uh, her baby, she, she, uh, you know, she killed her baby and, and she went and switched my baby out with her baby. And, uh, and Solomon said, really? And, uh, and, and, and he said, somebody bring me a sword. So they brought him a sword. He said, okay, what I want you to do is cut the baby in half and give half to her and half to her. And one woman stands up and says, no, 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 let her have the baby. And he says, no, no, you get the baby because the baby is yours. Because the other woman said, sure, go ahead. Why not? Cut him in half. Because she was embittered because it was her baby that passed away. But what gave him that? Was that him? No. No. That was the wisdom of the Lord. When, when Peter came to Jesus, and Jesus said, who do they say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ. He said, it's not flesh and blood that told you that, dude. It was the Holy Spirit, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, you know, it, it, the, other, the other, Jesus, you know, Jesus flowed in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was all man and all God. So don't be surprised when we say, oh, he, he flowed in all the gifts. Because if he was all God, only God when he was here, it wouldn't have been a fair battle. He could have just, you know, just, all right, Satan, come on, get out of here. No, he had to live the life that we lived. So he had to be all man and all God at the same time, right? And that's really kind of a mystery to us. But Jesus walked in all of these, all of these gifts, he walked in the gift of miracles. I mean, how many times in healing? How many times didn't he lay hands on the sick and lay hands on the lame and they walked? You know, prophecy. He, he told Peter, the devil has requested that you be sifted like wheat. But I have prayed for you that in that day you stand. You know, so what, what, that was the gift of prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I never saw Jesus pray in tongues anywhere in the Gospels, but I'm sure that it, it happened. You know, um, the, garden, the, the Garden of Gethsemane was a pretty, pretty heavy-duty scene, you know. And you've got you to gotta believe that if, if he was all man at that moment, the way that we know as Christians to pray when we don't know what we need to ask for is to pray in the Spirit or to pray in tongues. Now, tongues is a... I want to stop in for a second and talk about tongues how many people know here that tongues is a very controversial issue? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you know why it's a controversial issue? I'll tell you why. Because tongues is probably one of the most powerful spiritual gifts that exist to the believer. Amen. See, guess what? When you're there, 
And you're in your prayer closet and you're saying, Lord, I need you to help me and I need you to give me this and I need you to do that for me and bless my children. And guess who's got his ear right there next to your mouth listening? The enemy. He's listening to just what you're saying. But when you start, oh, did you guys understand what I just said? Because I didn't. But the Lord did. You see, and that's what's important is that this is a prayer language that goes directly from your spirit to his spirit. You know, I, I work in audio production, right? And in audio production, we have something called digital and analog. Okay, analog is the way that things used to be. Things used to be kind of, you'd connect one wire to here and there'd be another wire to over there and, and, it would, and, and the, the information or the sound would go through the wire and sometimes you'd get static on that wire, right? Because it, it was an imperfect connection or if, there, if somebody had their, their, uh, their CB radio on next door, you'd hear it through your, you know, through your television because it was all analog, you know? Well, when the digital age came um, with computers, um, Analog went away and we became digital. Everything became what they call ones and zeros. And without belaboring the point and boring you too much, it just means that nothing goes out into the analog domain. Everything goes straight. So the signal is as pure when it gets there as when it was sent out. You see, with analog, the signal would degrade itself. Mm -hmm. You see? So this is, so, so when we've got, when you're praying with your mouth, you're praying analog, man. When you're praying with, when you're praying in the spirit, you're going straight digital, baby. You got a DSL connection to the Lord, and He's just getting it, and He knows exactly what to do. And that's when angels are displayed. The angels that Michael told, um, Michael told Daniel, I, your prayer was heard 21 days ago, man. But I had to battle all of these different principalities to get through. So your prayers, even though it may take a little while to get them heard, they're there. And why am I telling you all this? Because tongues, I don't care how freaky they are to you. You know, when something is weird about the Lord, and, and, and I got to admit, his, the Bible says that his ways are so much higher than my ways. And I guess you guys are human too so it means that his ways are higher than your ways too right mm -hmm. okay so is it fair to say that if his ways are different than ours then we might consider them a little weird Amen. that's fair I think right yeah. so when I find weird things in the Lord I don't I don't just say well you know I that's too weird for me man I don't understand it because I know that his ways are above my ways right so what I do is I pray that fair prayer anybody ever heard of fair prayer Fair prayer is when you say to the Lord, you know, Lord, this is weird to me. And, and, and God says, duh, I know, because it's of me. And you say, but Lord, this is weird, and I don't understand it. So what I would like you to do is, Holy Spirit, teach me, show me. The Bible says that you have no need that any man teach you, but the Holy Spirit of God will teach you all things. Amen. Not some things, all things. Amen. Everybody say all. 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 Does that mean a few things? No. No, it means all, right? Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit will teach us all, all things. So that fair prayer is going to work. When you go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you know, I was at Bible study tonight and all my religious background has said that that, that tongues, that that was, that was for back at the day of Pentecost and that was for, that was for the book of Acts and that was what they did back then. And, and you know, he seemed, he, he's, he was getting on the floor and praying to the Lord and lifting his hands and praying in tongues. And, and so he seems a little kind of unlike the 
bringing up that I had in the Lord. Lord, show me, is that real? Is that of you, Lord? You know, because I don't want you to take my word for it. It's not my word. Amen? Amen? It's not my word. You know, and now, you know, there are other, there, there's some other mis, mis, uh, mis, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Misunders, misnomers. There you go. That's a great word. I'm the secretary. Hey, hey. The hostess with the mostest. <laughs> um, the, the, you know, the, um, I'm look, I'm lo- I've lost my place here. We can't find it for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Okay. Um, you know. That's the Holy Spirit to teach you Braille. Oh, stop. <laughs> the Holy Spirit didn't teach me Braille. I learned it from a person. That's why I'm not real good at it. Um, actually, okay, here we go. Um, in, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 29, um, just go there and, 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 and wait a second. I'll explain. Yep. Um, it says, some denominations say, and some folks believe, oh, you know, if you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you only have it if you can pray in tongues. You know, I walked and I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I knew I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit for almost 10 years as a believer before I started praying in tongues. And those of you guys that know me, no, I don't just break out into a tongue. I'm not a charismaniac. I don't just break into a tongue just for the, just for the sake of breaking into tongues and just impressing you with my tongue-attic you know, accomplishments. It's, it's a matter of when the Spirit lays it on my heart to start praying in tongues because Paul said, I'd rather not that any of you prayed in tongues, but that you prophesy. Because tongues edify the Lord, but prof- prophecy edifies the body. It edifies the believer. If I tell you, Henry, did you understand it? Did you get anything out of that man? Except for what did you just say? But if I tell you, Lord, Henry, the Lord has just shown me, man, that you are loved that you are accepted in the beloved, that you're the head and not the tail, and that he's got great plans for you, Henry, and he loves you, and he just such a, has an overwhelming desire to just fill you with his Holy Spirit and show you the wonders, the wonders of walking in the Spirit. You see, that's a word, that's a prophetic word. Proph- prophecy doesn't, some of us have been in a church, of, thus saith the Lord, <laughs> repent, turn, you know, kind of Ninevites, you know, the Jonah style. And Jonah was a prophet, no doubt. And, and, but the word of the Lord is sometimes meant for admonishment. But does admonishment mean that God is going to send down a big ball of fire? No. Admonishment from the Lord in, the, in this, disp- what we call the dispensation of faith. I mean, of grace, my bad. The dispensation of grace. This time, the correction of the Lord is simply to put his creation back in its place, to set you back straight where you were. So when you hear somebody say, thus saith the Lord, the word said, the Bible says that for those in Christ, there is no condemnation. What is condemnation? Blame, shame, or guilt. God is never going to make you feel guilty. God is never going to blame, well, it's you who did this. You know, and God's never going to shame you. He's never going to go out and say, I heard you had it going on with the neighbor in the front of the middle of the church. Not going to happen. God doesn't do that. I remember some time back, uh, I was told that, especially if you're in church and there's a sermon going on, 
and someone will come out and speak in tongues. But they cannot do that unless there's one who interprets what that person is saying. The word says that, that let no one speak in tongues in church unless there is an interpreter. That is correct. However, it's my belief and, and, and the belief of those in Calvary, uh, Calvary Chapel, that the Holy Spirit doesn't interrupt himself. You're not going to be, there's not going to be a pastor up there ministering to a flock. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, some guy's going to break, oh, and start laughing and clucking like a chicken and barking like a dog and doing all the charismaniac things that are done in some churches nowadays. None of that. The Holy Spirit doesn't interrupt himself. The Bible says that God is a God of order. And that's not in order. That doesn't mean, of course, that you're in a small prayer group and, and we're all praying and all of a sudden, you know, we're holding hands and we're in a prayer circle or we're in small groups and we're praying for one another and all of a sudden I start to pray and a, a, a brother or a sister walks up and says, hey, you know, I heard you praying in tongues over there and the Lord gave me a revelation about what you were saying. Would you like to hear it? You see, so there, that is correct. Unfortunately, though, folks that um, are, are in church, you ever been in church and, and you, you know, you're, you're, you're praising, worshiping and you're having a great time in the Lord and there's that person on the front row, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Now, there's nothing wrong with what they're saying. But I can I can I can show you in the scripture where the disciples were walking down the road and there was a woman saying, "Honor these men because they are the most high God." And after a couple of days, Paul turned around and said, "Get out of her spirit." Because that's a spirit. That's a person attracting attention to themselves. Again, God is a God of order. And if you're in there screaming and yelling at the top of your lungs during praise and worship, you're taking focus off the Lord. You're taking focus off the one who's being worshipped and saying, look at me, look at me, look how I worship. You know, and that, that so, so yeah, I mean, there is freedom because then, then people hear what I say and they say, yeah, but Mikey, you're, you're way too, you know, you're, 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 you're just too hardline, dude. You're, you don't like to flow in the spirit. No, 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 no. You know, Jesus said, my yoke is light and I am certainly by no means a legalist. But God is a God of order. And there has to be order in his church. You know, Um, and back to back to what we were saying in in uh, in first Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 29. um, Paul, Paul basically covers it. Sometimes when you get the uh, 29 and 30, when you get the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get every single one of those gifts. Right? Why don't you go ahead and, uh, and, 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 uh, and read 29 and 30 for us. Uh, all are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? And do not have gifts of healings, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? You see, so if you if you go up now and <laughs> so my wife was looking at the at the notes and she said, hey, you got the, the scriptures out of order. I said, no, no, no. There's a reason for that. Now go up to verse 11. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but one of the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he will. As who wills? He will. And who is the he? Is, the, is it a little he? No, it's, no. A, big it's a big he. he. 
And He wills, as the Spirit wills. So you know what? He wills it. Now, this is the interesting thing, right? People say, well, but what? But you said it's a gift, man, and I can accept it. Yes, He wills it. But didn't, didn't Jesus say, ask my Father anything that if it's in His will, He will do it for you? If it's in his will. And of course, he said, back earlier, he said, hey, if you, being evil, give your children, you know, good gifts, won't your Father in Heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? Mm-hmm. Right? So, this is, this is, you know, this is really something that you need to get into your spirit. You really need to, to, to get in there and say, you know, I want this. Because this is for you. This is, I mean, how many times um, haven't you just been lost in your faith walk? And you say, you know, I see, I see people in their faith walk and they, 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 they have something that, that I don't have. No matter what happens, they're, 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 you know, people are yelling at them. People are knocking them down, dragging them out. Their life is a challenge. You know, they have no money or their, their money's on ups and downs. And, you know, and, and they're always smiling. They're always full of that joy of the Lord. Well, there's two reasons. First of all, they got the Holy Spirit. Second of all, they've got the joy of the Lord. You know, um, they don't have happiness. You know how many people, oh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm unhappy. Well, what's the root word in happy? Happen. <laughs> I used to know this little Cuban lady, and she would say, I don't like being happy because it depends on what happened. <laughs> she says, so I have the joy of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you see, so we don't want to be happy because it depends on what happened. No, the joy of the Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Repeat after me, all understanding. That means what? You're, you lost your house and your job, your boss just kicked you out for no reason. And you're here in church lifting your hands, praising God. Dude, why aren't you down having a few drinks? No, I'm here to get drunk in the spirit, man. God's got something bigger and better for me. Amen. You know, this is, the, this is back to what I was talking about before. When I was a non-believer, you know, I would face adversity and I would look in a mirror and say, Mikey, what are we going to do? What am I going to do, man? Now, I say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know what you're trying to teach me here. But your, your word says that all things, say all, oh. all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. And Lord, I love you. I gave you my life, <laughs> the wretched mess that it was. I'm glad you took it. Thank you. Now, but your word says that you love me before I loved you. And Lord, so all things that I go through are for my good. So what are you trying to teach me here? How many people here look at adversity as a jail cell and not a classroom? Mm-hmm. Yes. You see, this, this is where you need to look. If, if, if you commit a crime, okay, and, and we, we, we all agree that when we were in the world, we committed a crime against God, right? Yeah. Right? You ever seen those Christians? I got to go to church. Now God's going to send a lightning bolt down and send me to hell. I better go to church. Yeah, all those people, I told them that I love Jesus. I'm going to go to church, you know, because God's going to get me. See, they're looking, at, they're looking at Christianity as a jail cell. 
And, and, and why do I put Christianity and, verse, and adversity in the same sentence? Because life is adverse, guys. The fact is that when you became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you became his child. You became his. Your life got better because now you know the answer. It didn't get better because the circumstances necessarily changed. I mean, sure, sometimes the circumstances change. I mean, I went from hustling God knows what on the streets of South Florida to, uh, to, to here I am today, totally, totally unequipped, you know, talking to you about Jesus. You know, and I tell people, listen, without the Lord, I can hustle. I can write some good booty shaking music. I can do lots of drugs and party. But with the Lord, I can be a, a father I can be an example. I can be an example to my wife and to my children. You know, so, but is the adversity any different in my life? No. You know, there's still more month than money sometimes. But I tithe, so I don't worry about that. You know, um, and, and when there is a little short, I say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Are you trying to teach me about stewardship? You know, how did I missteward? How did I misuse what you gave me? You see, you know, because God is the God of more than enough. Yeah. He's the God of more than enough, not just enough. Yeah. More than enough, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we need to trust God. And we need to know that he's there with us. And I got off on a tangent. And now I totally lost what I was trying to say. But I got blessed anyhow. I hope you guys got blessed by that. So. <laughs> um, oh, I know where I was. I was on, I was on 11 over here. Um, so basically, all of these things are as the Holy Spirit wills. Mm -hmm. You know, and all you need to do is ask Him. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, ask Him and say, Lord, give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I really want it. And you may not, you know, I remember when I got saved, how, how many people, and, 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 you can, and you can admit it, because I know I did it. How many of you people prayed that sinner's prayer like 50 zillion times before you finally really believed, okay, I might be saved? <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, the, the world says, oh, yeah, you brainwashed yourself. Well, listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, you guys call it brainwashing. The Bible calls renewing my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I renewed my mind in the Holy Ghost. And, and I understood that I was saved. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, when you leave here today and you're in your prayer closet and you say to the Lord, Lord, you know, I want the Holy Spirit. And, you know, set a day aside. Set some time aside. I mean, you know, <clears throat> empty out everything, you know, t turn the phone off, turn the cell phone off, get rid of the email, put on some praise and worship, you know, get in your favorite chair, get your word and said, Lord, I'm going to spend the day with you. Today, I want you to show me, teach me your Holy Spirit. Indwell me, fill me with your Holy Spirit and watch how it will happen. And, you know, and sometimes, I mean, um, Charles Finney, Famous, uh, famous uh, uh, preacher way back in the uh, 19th century sometime. Um, he said that when he got indwelled by the Holy Spirit, it was amazing. It was like, he called it flowing rivers of liquid love or something along those lines. <laughs> <clears throat> when, I got the, when I got the Holy Spirit, um, 
Wasn't quite that bad. But I have been in, um, how many people here are baptized in the Holy Spirit, have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And don't raise your hand because I can't see you. How many, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Okay. So have you ever been, <clears throat> have you ever been worshiping in the Spirit and just the Holy Spirit and the love of the Lord just hits Absolutely. you? And you're just at the point where you say, stop! That's enough! Lord, I can't, you'll kill me. Just take me, take me home right now. Take me home right now. I've, I just, I, I want this for the rest of eternity. Just give me what you're giving me right now. Just give, that, that may happen. That may not. You know, um, the Lord sometimes hides from us. Sometimes, sometimes you wake up and you, and you feel the Lord all over the place. I see Jesus everywhere. I see Jesus in the trees. I see Jesus in the people. I see Jesus in that person that just cut me off in traffic. <laughs> yeah, or I'm trying to. And, uh, you know, and... Uh, <clears throat> they give me the finger. I give them the cross. Yeah, yeah right. I do it all the time. You know, yeah, I'm sure they're wishing they could give you the cross. <laughs> but uh, but the, 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 the thing... Amen. The, the thing is that, you know, sometimes the Lord hides from us, though. What for? Um, how many of you guys have little kids and used to play hide-and-go-seek with the kids? You used to play hide and go seek, so they'd come looking for you. Daddy, daddy, mommy, mommy, where are you? And you'd run out and go, boo, here I am. And you'd run up to them and love them and kiss them and hug them. And, oh, I missed you so much. I was so scared you weren't going to come back. And, this is not, and it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Lord hides from us so that we'll seek him. There are other times um, that we grieve him. You know, um, unlike me, or any of our other friends that we have our best little religious faces on for, right? You know, we, you know when we go to church, we, you know, we, we put the worldly stuff aside and we put on our Christian look. We put on our Christian talk and we talk about God. And we talk about the Holy Spirit. And we talk about and we pontificate about how wonderful the Lord may be. And then we get, hey, buddy, move over! And we get out, you know. You guys don't do that, though, right? <laughs> I didn't think so. I never do that. Much too holy for that. <laughs> Actually, I don't drive, so I don't have to. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm right there with my wife sometimes. <laughs> move, man! So, you know, um, so, you know, but what happens is, Jesus said, I leave, but I'm going to leave with you comforter a helper right the holy spirit is a person remember in our last lesson we talked about that the holy spirit was a person well it's a mystery how a person can split into you know millions of pieces but he is a person he has personal traits but he is a spirit spirit is uh the the greek word for it is pneuma and uh and pneuma means wind with intelligence. Okay? And when you, when, when Jesus left, see, Jesus was all man and all God. But being all man, Jesus was unable to, you know, be in several places at one time. Just wasn't possible. Even after the resurrection, Jesus, you know, he could do that cool popping in and popping out. Hello. Hey, where'd you go? <laughs> oh, hey, Thomas, I'm back. <laughs> Oh, gone again. Hey, where'd Jesus go, man? I just had some fish for him. You know, he could do that, but he still wasn't in multiple places at the same time. So he left, and he left the comforter or the helper with us. 
right? The comforter and the helper, the, the good thing about the comforter and the helper is that he's always there for us. But the bad thing about the helper is that he's always there with us. <laughs> How many times haven't you just wanted to do that yeah. thing or whatever it is? <laughs> and just say, Lord, just cover your eyes. Go, go figure out something in the Middle East or something. Don't they need you over there in Iraq or something? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Because the Holy Spirit's with you. And when you do something that grieves the Holy Spirit, boy, does he let you know. Because remember, remember the digital download we were talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. I was analog and now it's digital. Well, when you're born again in the Spirit, when you're baptized in the Spirit, and you're walking in the Spirit, man, when you do something in that flesh and that Holy Spirit gets grieved, He lets you know. And that's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to jump off a cliff? <laughs> nope. Does God hate my guts now? Am I condemned to hell? Is it over? No. No. No, Of course not. It's not how many times you fall down in the Lord that counts. It's how many times you get up. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest problem that we face sometimes is how much time we spend on the ground letting the devil kick our tails. Mm -hmm. Telling us what a lousy piece of garbage you are. When Satan sits there and tells me what a lousy piece of garbage I am, I tell him, you're absolutely right. And look at what wonderful things God does with garbage. (laughs) Look at what God is. Do you know what God is going to do with this piece of garbage, Satan? He's going to send you right back to the pit where you came from. That's what, because I bind you and I command you to go in Jesus' name. Ha! So you're right. I am a piece of garbage but I'm a redeemed piece of garbage. And I'm his garbage. And his garbage is the holiest garbage in the universe. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's, that is really what it comes down to, is don't grieve the Holy Spirit, man. I mean, yes, you will be forgiven. Yes, you will get back up again. But why? Why are you going to, why are you going to do something that when you grieve the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit isn't saying, well, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't want you to have that because that's good. And I just don't want you to have good things. The word says, I have good pl- plans for you, plans for good and not to harm you. Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity and the Father says, I have plans for good and not to harm you, mm-hmm. then is the Holy Spirit not doing what the Father says? <clears throat> One last thing. Do you know that man is a, a tripartite being, right? Mm-hmm. We are spirit, soul, and flesh, or body, right? God is a tripartite spirit, or a trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Now watch this. Watch this. The Father is the will. The Son is the emotion. Right? And the Holy Spirit is the mind or the reason of God. So what do you have inside of you but the very Spirit of the living God directing your every path? Why on earth would any of us want to disrupt that? When the Holy Spirit convicts us, He's simply saying, Hey, psst, you, I love you. Let's get back on track. Let's get back to the joyous things I have before you in your life. 
let's get back to the joyous plan that I created for you from the foundation of the earth before I formed you in your mother's womb. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.